we are blessed in the city. We are blessed in the country. We are blessed in our coming in. We are blessed in we're going out. We are blessed in our health. We are blessed in our neighbors here. And so I just thank God for all of those. And I thank this man for providing what he does here. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Tony. Thank you. Well, are you ready for the word this morning? Well, Angie's loaded and she's ready, so. Amen. I told Eddie they're not going to start without me. It's good to be here and it's good to be with you all this morning. And I was just thinking about as we were singing those songs and praising the Lord that it's like, it's cool to come to a place and to worship the Lord and praise Him and be with people. And it's like you had a word and you had something and God speaks and you're free to be able to share that. And um, I think there's something in Acts about that. But um, maybe we're stepping into the way things are supposed to be. But um, that you can come and um, that there's freedom. And that um, it's... Uh, not a lot of condemnation and um, you know that's not God and he loves us right where we're at and that we're free to be who he's created us to be we're free to be able to live and move and be in him and not come here and feel like we're just beat to the ground and you know this should be a place where it's kind of like going across the street and getting a fill up you know this is the fill up filling filling up station here today and i just pray that um if you're on E, that you leave here filled up this morning. Amen? And um, because there is a continual filling of the Holy Spirit that he wants to give us. And this week as I was um, thinking about today and reading, and the Lord uh, gave me some scripture for, that I want to read with you all. And um, But as you read through the... Um, Bible, especially Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you read about Jesus and all that he did. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have got to hung out with him? And I'm like, well, I try to hang out with him every day. <laughs> but, you know, he did some pretty awesome things, and he still does. But what an experience those guys had as they physically hung out with him every day. And, um, you know, the familiar stories that we learned in Sunday school, the familiar things that we've read over and over, he speaks. <laughs> he speaks through the familiar, and we don't want to get too familiar with the familiar. And um, sometimes that's really easy to do. And I want to talk to you out of Matthew 8, and I think I'm just going to start right there and, and read that and then just kind of... Let it fly and see where it goes. It's Matthew 8, 23. Um, Jesus had been doing what he did, <laughs> healing people and ministering. And you know what? He's just like us. He got tired. And it's a good thing to rest sometimes. And uh, so they, I want to start in verse uh, 23. 
says, they all got into a boat and they began to cross over into the other side of the lake. And Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Suddenly, a violent storm developed with waves so high the boat was about to be swamped. Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. I think that's awesome. The disciples woke him up saying, save us, Lord, we're going to die. But Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? Then he stood, rebuked the storm, saying, be still. And instantly it became perfectly calm. The disciples were astonished by this miracle and said to one another, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. When our storms come, and our storms come, don't they? We have choice. Are we going to rest through that storm? Are we going to be in a lot of fear? And sometimes we start with fear and get to the rest. Sometimes we stay in fear and never get to the rest. Maybe we start with the rest and go through it the rest you know we sang that song you know i'm gonna be on the mountain and i'm gonna you know and i'm not gonna be shaken and i'm gonna you know we all start with good intentions don't we <laughs> sometimes though doesn't always happen that way fear creeps in and you know we think you know oh i'm not moved by fear Fear doesn't bother me. I don't have any fears. We, we saw the whole world stopped by fear. The whole world. <laughs> so don't say, and the enemy knows it. The, that's, I think that's his biggest trick on us because he knows fear stops us. And it stops the Christians just as much as it does the world. We can be paralyzed by it. Totally. And you know what? It can creep in. Because you can think, well, I don't have any fear. I, don't, I doubt those guys got in that boat thinking, oh, I'm scared to be in the boat. That's what they did. So that wasn't an issue of being in the water. They're cruising to the other side. It creeps in sometimes, that storm come. And so when the storm comes for us, it creeps in. But, you know, sometimes it comes through trauma, comes through accidents, comes down um, generationally. We can have fear passed down on us. You know, fear can creep in, in in many, many different ways and affect us in a lot of different ways. And, you know, it's kind of like um, if you don't deal with it, it grows. Because it doesn't just affect just one little area then. Then it, it, it can consume your life and take over your whole life. I read a story of a lady that I, I think it was out of hurts and out of uh, just some things that had happened to her in her life. She, got, she couldn't leave her house. You know, fear is a, can be anxiety, we call it. They call it different things. But it can so paralyze us, and it can stop us from living in total freedom that the Lord wants for us. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God will never give you, what does it say? The spirit of fear. We all know that. But the Holy Spirit, 
who gives us, gives you, gives us mighty power, love, self-control. We all can quote that, <laughs> but sometimes it's not easy to, to walk in that because we, that fear wants to stop us. It wants to control us. And, but what does the front of that verse say? God will never give you the spirit of fear. Don't just say God's not going to give you fear. Fear is a spirit. We've kind of been scared to say that. We've been too fearful to say that fear is a spirit. We have. So if you're led or controlled by fear, and don't say this. We say this all the time. It's my my fear, my anxiety. It's not yours. Don't keep it. Don't claim it. Like it's not your sickness. It's not your allergies. You know what I'm saying? We take on too much stuff. But you know what? If we're led by that, if it controls you, you have a demonic spirit of fear. Doesn't make you a bad person. I was almost afraid to say it. You know what I'm saying? I, it, I, it wants to stop us. It wants to stop us. But the Holy Spirit has an antidote, <laughs> and it's those three things. It's, he, he gives us his mighty power, his love. He gives us the self-control to be able to deal with it. There, there is a way to walk out of it. But if you don't get into this word, th this is like the medicine. Because you continually renew your mind. But it'll want to, oh, I can't do that. And you just have to talk to yourself and say, oh, yeah. Yes, I can. Because if you think about it too long, it'll stop you. And then you want, you know, it's just constant. It's con a constant battle. But it gets easier. The more you resist it, the easier that it gets. But, you know, fear can sneak up on us. And I was just thinking about this, how, that, how easily we can fall into it because we're like, oh, my gosh, how in the world am I going to be able to have enough money to buy the gas that I need to get to work? Or what about all the mothers that are, how am I going to feed my kids, my babies? But, that, but that's fear that comes on us. Uh, you know, somebody doesn't show up on time. Oh, my God, they've had a wreck. You'll see it on Facebook. What kind of car was it? Was it a white blazer? Was it, you know, we operate in a lot of fear a lot of times. And, but we, it's so familiar to us that we don't even recognize it, I think, sometimes. We don't want it to operate in our lives at all. I, I made a phone call uh, last week, and uh, the person answered the phone. They didn't say hello. You know how they answered it? What's wrong? I just started dying laughing. I, uh, how do you answer that? <laughs> but here, here's something that I experienced. I uh, used to go over to a place in Owasso to get my car washed. And the guy is a total grouch, so I decided that I wasn't going to go back because he yelled at me on where to park my car. So I put it in reverse and the left. And then I thought, I'm not going back to a guy that's going to yell at me over where to park my car to get, I'm paying him money and he's yelling at me. I was like, something about this doesn't seem right. 
So I decided to try the new car wash. So I get up there, and so the kid's helping me take my money, and you know, so, and it's the one that you put it in neutral and you're gonna ride through the monster, the three minute thing that felt like it was gonna swallow me up and eat me. Isn't that crazy? That like almost, I come out of the other end like in a cold sweat, gripping the steering wheel like, I'll never go through that again. So a few weeks later, my car is dirty again. I'm not gonna go back to the grouchy man. So I did it again. And I thought, I'm never doing that again. I'm never gonna do it again. And I thought, so I went back the third time. The kid says, would you like to, you know, cause every time I'm giving him $16, well I could give him $20 and have a whole month for that. Which, you know, don't you wanna do this? And I was like, I have to get through this. Sign me up for the whole forever. I'm facing this. The third time I went through, I was on Facebook the whole time and just had a great time. So that seems really small and silly to you, but it's like somebody saying, oh no, Pastor Gerald, I can't get up there and talk. I'd just be, there's too much fear on him. And I, I look at that and think, well, good grief, what's wrong with them? See, yeah, they're, they're, that's a fear that they have. That's not my fear, so that seems silly to me. Well, going through the car wash might have seemed silly to you, but at the moment, it seemed like a great big deal to me. <laughs> I don't really know why. But I'm just saying, it can sneak up on us. And if we give in to it, I could have had a dirty car for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? I, but God wants, he doesn't want us to live in fear. He doesn't want us to live with these things that he gives us the tools that we need to be able to handle it, to be able to, to get a hold. He wants us to be free. Didn't want the, what did he say to the disciples? What in the world's wrong with you? Where's your faith? Don't I have enough faith that God can get me three minutes from one end to the car wash to the other? I wasn't really thinking about it at the time. <laughs> Things happen. It gets, we get, and you know what we've seen? Fear stops our forward motion. And you've seen it in movies. You know, somebody's so scared, somebody's in the house, and they can't even move, they can't, and you're like screaming, pick up the phone call you know that's what it does to us in real life though it stops our forward motion if you're controlled by fear you're not moving forward with god i mean that's that's pr pretty plain and simple it stops us but here's the good news in second timothy 2 8 the very next verse it says but overcome every evil i would think that that spirit of fear is evil but overcome every f evil by the revelation of the power of God. So by the power of God, fear can be overcome. It can be overcome. What's the scripture say? We are more than conquerors. I conquered the car wash. Amen. You've conquered things. You got, but, and the, I've told my dad, I appreciate, he's made me face things that I have not wanted to face. And sometimes, it's not easy, you, we've got to, you've got to do it. It's hard sometimes, but you've got to face things. By the power of God, we can overcome.
you know, the disciples, they were fearful of the storm. He rebuked them. I was kind of thinking, he's, they were probably then fearful of him. <laughs> like, wow, look what he did. It's our choice, though. And here's the thing. When the storm comes, we just think, after we've sang these songs and we're here, let's just, hey, I'm going to lay back, be like Jesus, and I'm going to rest in that boat. I'm going to have his faith. No matter what comes, he's got us in that situation. And sometimes we can do that. And sometimes we are able to do that. We have a choice to take. You know, it's our choice. Are we going to take the fear? Are we going to take uh, faith? I want, and I wanted to read you something I just read, it's out of uh, one of Chuck Pierce's books, and it says, There are times when God stops us from moving and causes us to pause. Why? Because we need a healer. God is pausing us to rearrange the orders of our lives. Because of that, we need a healer. But if we choose to move forward, and I think this is really key, if we choose to move forward when God is saying to be still, we give the enemy the ability to work. If we pause, the healer will triumph. The healer will reveal what you need and how to walk in this pause. So sometimes there is a time to take a break. It is time to, to stop. And in that time to rest, but then you know what? There is another time that you got to get up and speak to the situation. Jesus rested, and then he got up and dealt with it. And that, there's timing. We have to be able to be moved by his spirit to know when to move in that timing and speak to the situation. Situation. What, what did he say to the wind? He basically told, shut up. Be, be still. And, you know, that's, I'm going to say this. Jesus did it. That's part of why we're here. Amen? It's our assignment to rule and reign on the earth. Revelations 5.10. I'm going to read that again. The end of that verse, it says, He's formed us into a kingdom of priests who do what? Who reign on the earth. And I asked the Lord, I said, like, every time I've been getting up here, I talk about this. <laughs> like, I don't think we all have it yet. It's part of who we're to be. It's supposed to be our makeup. You know, who in here has prayed against a storm or prayed against a tornado? I'm not, I'm not talking about when you're in the Freddy hole, like, ah, God save me. But w when, the, when you hear the weather report, that brings fear if you let it. I have a friend, she's like, I, I choose not to be moved by the weather, man. Because they want to spread a lot of fear. Yeah, it's good to have information to know if you need to, I'm not saying be stupid about it. But we don't just sit back and say, oh, well, storm's coming. No, what do you get up and say? No, in Jesus' name, I say the storm, you know, Lord, bring the rain. Tornado's not going to come. We're not going to have hail damage. You, in Jesus' name, you know, and you deal with it. You speak to it. 
we had that just happen not very long ago. They, it's like it got right to Osage County. The rain came and tornado stopped. I was like, thank you, Lord. He, that's part of who we're to be about. That's part of our assignment. And, uh, you know, what does it say in John 14, 12? Anyone who believes in me will do what? Will do the things that I do. So if he spoke to the storms, uh, maybe we're supposed to as well. And it also says, and he will do even greater things than these. I don't know what that looks like for you. Ask him. He, he's got assignments for us. But, it, hey, I've been hearing they, whoever they are, the bad guys, they're trying to manipulate the weather, but God's bigger than that. But it, it's part of our job to be aware of what's going on. So God, God is the ultimate, and we pray to him and ask him to deal with those that are trying to manipulate the weather because they want us all to starve to death, I'm thinking. But there is great power in the spoken word. You see that with Jesus. Uh, Proverbs 18.21, what does that say? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. The Passion says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. We don't think too much about what we say these days. Everybody's kind of flippant about what they say. Doesn't matter. I live in Grand USA. We can say what we want to say here. That's not what this what the word says. Uh, Proverbs twenty one twenty three. Watch your words and be careful what you say. You'll be surprised by how few troubles you have. Isn't that awesome? It, it's right here in the book how to live our lives. It'll save us a lot of trouble, save you from having to go back and apologize. Or if you don't apologize, you avoid them for the rest of your life, you know. Our words are so powerful. I, I know someone that was told by the doctor, you're going to be okay. Nothing really changed in their circumstance, but their whole attitude changed. You know, I, I, I knew a guy that um, he, whenever they didn't, they wanted their boss to leave where they could, like, have it easy for the day. They'd go to him and say, you sure don't look very good today. Are you feeling okay? He'd go home early, sick. The power of the spoken word. I really believe we could have a sick person and tell, have the doctor tell them they're well and have a well person and have the doctor tell them that they're dying. And it probably, the, you know what I'm saying? It just reverse them, just like that. There, there, there's much, and I, I just am really believing that out of this, this is the biggest thing that the Lord showed me is our mouths get us into some situations that it's really hard to get out of sometimes. Watch your words. When we complain, we open ourselves up to sickness. How's that looking for you? When we complain and murmur, man, we, we bring a lot of things on ourselves, don't we? But somehow we feel entitled to be able to say whatever we want. And I was really thinking about the Internet because we think, well, they can't see me. 
that person doesn't know me, so they can call, you can call them any name you want or line them out however you want. That somehow has kind of gave us some liberty to, it really hasn't, if, if we're going to be led by the, the Spirit of the Lord and what the Word says, right? You know, there's some people you don't even want to ask how they're doing. Oh, my gosh. Y'all have asked them. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> there's some that's reminded me. Remember that donkey on Winnie the Pooh? Oh, Eeyore. He's so sad. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And they tell you everything. You're just like, how you doing? You really don't want to know, but you, you're just trying to. We do that sometimes, though. So then you get to where you don't say how you doing. You just say hi. We need to be more like Winnie the Pooh, you know? Even if our shirt's a little tight and, you know, he looked happy. It's out full of honey. <laughs> we don't, you know, I was thinking about a donkey that has a tail pinned on, you know? Things weren't going so good for him. You know, who wants to be around a donkey? We're supposed to be representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are his ambassador. We are his representative. If I'm walking around with a half, you know, my tail pinned on and sadder and sad, nobody wants to be around that. Nobody wants to hear my problems. And I'm supposed to have the joy of the Lord and in, in, in wanting people to come to me and wanting people to have what I have. How's that? That doesn't work, right? Nobody wants to be around that. You know, we've, I've talked a lot about Luke 4. Um, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me. We've talked a lot about that. Who's anointed? Who's anointed? We, we are, aren't we? If you have the, the Christ in you, we're anointed. Well, you know what? In First Chronicles 16.22 and Psalms 105.15, you know what they both say? I, don't, I didn't give those to her. They both say, don't touch my anointed ones. You know, we have taken that to be like, oh, well, don't come against the pastor or the, pro you know, don't. Everybody else is fair game, kind of. Well, if we're all anointed, we need to be a little bit careful about what we're saying to each other and how we're saying it to each other. And don't touch, I don't think means physically. Don't come against don't speak against. If we're walking with the Lord and we have his anointing, we shouldn't be coming against each other. And you know what? You may not be the one talking, but if you're listening, you're coming against them. Because the listening ear is no different than the talking mouth at that point because if you're because if you're not speaking up for the truth if you're not saying I, I I got tangled up in the middle of something not very long ago and I was like oh my gosh I couldn't get away fast enough 
we we as Christians need to watch what we say, especially against whether it's Christians or not. Some of that will come back on you. It does. And I, I'm telling you, as a watchman over this place, I am sensing that there is some yakking going on. And, and it needs to stop. It does. Because it may not affect you. You, you may be, you, I'm just saying, if I'm the talker, and it, it, I'm just talking, but the people that are listening, I'm telling you, it puts confusion on them. Especially if you're talking again about somebody else that's here. That's your Christian brother or sister in the Lord. We're supposed to be building each other up. And you know what? If you have a beef with somebody, go, go work it out with them. Don't go to your best friend and air your beefs with them. It's not their, they don't, and you know what? If you're listening, tell them, I, I don't need to hear this. Go talk to them. You can put a stop to it really easy. But sometimes whenever you sit around and listen, even if you're not saying anything, they believe you're agreeing with them. We, we have to make a stand sometime. But the power of the spoken word, and I didn't really want to talk about this, but I was just like, I, I just kept thinking about, don't touch my anointed ones. We've sat here, every time I've been up here the last three or four times, I am anointed. And we've all said, we are anointed. Sure, we're going to, we said something about your family. Last night. My dad, he was at our table eating when you called. We were so excited. Yeah, you're going to say stuff about people. He would, you know what? I felt like that, that was like, um, they hooked up at a funeral. You know, that looks dark and bad, but yet look, the Lord's turned it for something good. Your son got an encouragement word this morning, and, you know, the Lord turns things. So, yeah, we're going to say things about people, but you know what I'm saying? Don't, we got to be careful about what comes out of our mouths. We need to heed the word, and if it's you, repent. And, and, and if I'm talking about Mariah, and she doesn't know anything about it, but I, I've told it all to Rob. I, just, I could go repent to Rob and say, look, I was really wrong for talking about her. Forgive me. Would you please forgive me for talking about her? I shouldn't have done it. I'm not going to go tell her anything. She doesn't need to know about it. Because if I go to her and tell her, you know what's going to happen to her? She's going to be really mad at me. This is going to put something on her that she doesn't need to know. And I've had people do that to me. Oh, I've been talking about you. Would you forgive me? The last person that did that to me, you know what I told them? Nope. I don't even want to hear it. I basically told them to get away from me. So if you do that to me, that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm sick of people trying to make themselves feel better and dump on somebody else. That's not the Lord. Get it right with him and move on. But... You know, we have a strong core group here, and we've been united, and we are moving forward. We have many watchmen on the wall that are watching and praying and moving forward. Angel, look what prayer does. She about, I didn't know y'all was going to be here today. Hey, God can do whatever he wants to do. 
all things are possible. But if we get distracted by listening to people, and it can all be done in Jesus' name, and they can have their ministry, and they can say they're whatever, but if they don't have any fruit, and if they're pulling you down and bringing confusion on you, I would really say you might want to check what's going on with them. And you know what? You don't have to be friends with and hang out with everybody that comes through here. And I'd sure be careful about letting everybody lay their hands on you. Talks about that in the Word. This is a connecting month that we're in. If y'all were here whenever Debbie taught that Wednesday night, it was so good. You know, see, we went through Passover, and hopefully, prayerfully, you've passed over some things. And we're headed to Pentecost in just a couple of weeks. This is a, So this month that we're in, it's a connecting month. There's some things that you're maybe connected to that you need to chop off. There may be some things you need to connect to. This linking month that we're in, it's a time to get out of fear and get into faith. It's a time to start speaking life and not death. I ask you to check your heart. Lord, where are we in this? Where are we? And you know what? Stop agreeing with death. Speak life into your dark situations. And there's some hopeless situations that some of you all have. Some of your, your spouses don't come with you. That weighs on you. There's dark things that are in our lives that look impossible. Start speaking life to those things. You don't have to walk around and say, things are never going to change. I'm so t-. It's going to change. I say to the situation, change in Jesus' name. But you know what? Sometimes those dark situations, God allows. And he allows it for us to take some self-reflection. And if you don't, it's, you're going to just keep repeating it over and over. I don't know what spouse it's with or, you know what I'm saying? You just keep repeating the cycle over and over. A lot of times we got to look inside that's why those storms come. Jesus is saying, stop, look, at, I'm wanting to help you face this. And we just keep right on going, praise the Lord, everything's great. And, and it's, you're not okay. He's wanting us to, to deal with ourselves, but instead we get too tangled up blaming the person that we live with. Hey, it takes two. Usually don't fight by yourself. I never have. I don't think. <laughs> huh? It takes two. So Lord, show us how to, how to move the mountains, how to speak to the things that look hopeless. What do things look like in this connecting month for us? Where are we at in the boat with the Lord? Are we in fear? Are we in faith? Then when it's time to speak to things, what are we speaking? Are we speaking life? Or are we speaking death? It affects us. It affects us physically. Our words are important. They and I, you know I want them to. I want this word to bring life. 
I want this word to bring hope to you. I want this word to bring freedom to you. Because that's what Jesus is. And it's here for us today. I'm going to ask you to stand, and usually whenever we do this, I say where well, I'm going to pray and y'all can be dismissed, but I'm just going to, I just felt like the Lord said that today, this is a chance, you know, I'm asking you to respond to what you've heard. You're not responding to me. If you have fear, this would be a great time to be rid of it. And if you're speaking something that doesn't look like Jesus, it's a time to, you don't have to come confess. Can come pray. Ask the Lord to take it from you. Change your heart. I just want to pray for us. And Leah, you can go ahead and turn that on. Lord Jesus, I just come to you now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just bless you, and I thank you, Lord, that you have given us power, love, sound mind. Lord, that you don't want us to operate in fear. Lord, we want to be moved by your spirit here today. Lord, I just thank you, God, for this word. Lord, we don't want to come against each other. And Lord, if we are in any way, Lord, forgive us. Lord, we, we don't want anything between us and our brothers and sisters. We don't want anything, especially, though, between ourselves and you. Lord, I just ask for your glory just to come. You move. You are moving. You've been moving since we got here this morning. Lord, I just bless you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time now. In Jesus' name. They're going to turn up the music. If you want to sing along, if you want to come pray, if you need prayer for anything, if you need a healing, come and get it. My enemies scatter Cause they know the battle is Oh, yeah, my God is stronger The victory is already
Any other word this morning? You graduates got any words for us this morning? We're proud of you guys. I really was touched by Angie's heart when she said, if it's a fear, our fear, we look at other people and go, what is, what is, oh please, that's nothing. I'll tell you about fear here. I'll tell you about what's horrible. But what we have to do when somebody comes up to something like that and our knee-jerk reaction is, oh, brother, you know, please just get over it, is to say, Lord, what do you have to say about it? That's true. Where's your heart here? And it's always to set the prisoners free. Amen. So I really appreciated that word. Thank you. Amen. And whether we admit it or not, we've probably all got some areas. I said well earlier, and I intended to pray for Gerald Harville Sr. and John, and I didn't do it during the offering. I'm going to do it now as we close. So I, I know Gerald's dad really needs a touch from the Lord. He's in God's hands whether he lives or goes on now. An angel, we know it's God's will for John to live and to come to Christ. I want you to agree with me. And I'm going to tell you, your boys are coming in now. Mama, Mama's prayer is hard to get away from. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day, for the service. And Lord, I do. I pray for Gerald Sr. I pray he knows you. And Lord, I know he's in the hospital. I know they have said they couldn't do anything for him. But Lord, that just opens the door for you to do whatever you want to do. And I ask you to touch him, Lord. Lord, I pray that he can end his life, however many days or years you give him, with dignity. And Lord, I call John Harville into your kingdom. Lord, I ask you to minister to him. Lord, I pray you, you meet John. You touch him. You minister to his every need. I bless Angel. I call her sons into the kingdom. Lord, you're a God that cares. You're a God that about, about families. When Peter or Paul in prison... The, cha the prison guard, the main guy got saved and it said all his family. So Lord, we're calling in this family. We're calling in all of our families. You've got families not here. Lord, just call them in to your kingdom. And Lord, I thank you that we can go without fear, guilt, or condemnation knowing that Jesus Christ is on the throne, that He loves us, He's chosen us to live in this day and time. I speak blessings over the congregation in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I'm glad you were here today. I love you and bless you. In Jesus Christ's high holy name. Amen.